You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast, and tonight we're going to talk about the unbearable weight of massive talent. Whoa, yeah! Jerry fucking Callen! Motherfucker! You no trouble. Me, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death, praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair. Yes, I was wondering what would break first. Your spirit. All your money. You get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. God is dead. The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportion. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Dead. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes, the dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. Welcome to the podcast. We're your host. I'm editor Brian Okins with me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Callen. Nice to be here, Brian. <laughs> nice to have you. What the fuck kind of voice is that? That's not a Nick Cage voice. What? I don't know. It's like Harney I Willard. think no, Nick Cage, Nick Cage can have any voice that he wants, you know? Oh, all right. Okay. All right. Touche. P- point accepted. Uh, and we yeah. also have uh, <laughs> director of photography, Mike Griggs. Nick Cage has had many voices, and that was definitely one of them. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> and we also have with us costume designer Kristen Jones. Hello, hello. And here we are talking Nick Cage's unbearable weight of massive talent. What do you guys think of this? Oh, you know what? Before we even talk about the film, <laughs> let's hold up. Let's back up here. What do you guys think of Nicolas Cage? I know we talked a little bit about on what was it the Rock, but that was the only time I think we've ever done Nick Cage. Really? Wow, really? So. Let's uh, start by holy yeah. Shit. What wow. what was your first Nick Cage movie? What's your introduction to the Cage? I I want to say the Rock, honestly. I I don't know. No, okay, probably probably it was the the um fuck the movies where he's looking for the the stupid Declaration of Independence, all of those. Oh, National Treasure. Yeah, I feel like those were I saw Late those before the, the Rock. Because The Rock is rated R, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I definitely didn't didn't get to see that until I was a little bit older. De- yeah, yeah. I was thinking about this earlier, and I was thinking like, it, what, what, when, uh, when is he like like a staple in my uh, in my brain as as a kid? And I keep thinking of Face Off, but I think there had to be something before that, like that I'd seen a thousand times. That's what I was thinking. I think the first time I heard of him was Face Off, but I never saw Face Off. But I think that's the first time I really knew who he was. And as a teenager, City of Angels really had me. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Just yeah. say it. No, I hated that movie. I actually don't really like Nicolas Cage. 
What? Wow. What? No, wait. Which Nicolas Cage? You're like, yeah, all the Because you've had like legitimately over 100 opportunities to like Nicolas Cage. And you're saying in every single one of those alternate universes, you have not liked a single <laughs> Nicolas Cage? Dude, Gone in 60 Seconds, as as like in high school, that was the fucking movie, oh, I fucking movie, bro. hated Gone in 60 Seconds. Oh, fuck <laughs> that you, movie bro. was the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Eleanor. Oh, <laughs> Everybody wanted Eleanor. It's got a good cast, though. I mean, come on. Like all those characters. Yeah, it does. It does. Like, but that movie was so fucking overhyped. Come on. No, the, the movie's bad, but that, good cast. The movie's fine. <laughs> fucking Robert Duvall collected a paycheck. What? Yeah, Remember the laser cut keys? First time I'd ever seen like somebody oh, yeah. like a key that works like a switchblade. You're like, you know, you. That was like, oh, that was the man. first time I heard the term boosting cars, and like that was the last time I boosting. needed to hear that term. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, Nicolas Cage has has been like an on again, off again sort of like appreciation. Like I've never hated Nicolas Cage. I don't think I've ever seen him in something that I'm like, ugh, this guy, fuck him. But, like, um, Matchstick Men was one of his more low-key roles, and I really enjoyed that movie, well, just to give an example. I will say, <laughs> my biggest complaint with Nicolas Cage is that it always seems like he's playing himself. He's not really, like, a good actor. And uh, one uh, one person when I was in college, no, no, after college, after college, so this was, like, probably five to seven years ago was like no 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 you just haven't seen any good Nicolas Cage movies and I was like yes that's mm. exactly what I'm saying and <laughs> because are there any Kristen reply <laughs> uh, but no he showed me um, Vampire's Kiss and I was like alright I enjoy Nicolas Ooh, Cage I haven't seen this. That <laughs> uh, he kind of plays sort of like the alter ego that he does in this it's 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 I think it's from the 80s I think it's from the late 80s I enjoyed that wait, and- wait the alter ego like the young Nicolas Cage that like Nikki. slaps him in sh- <laughs> yeah Okay, I actually, I want to say that. Though. I will Shit. say, for the podcast, what did we watch? Um, Man, Mandy, and Mandy. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Also. Oh, that's another one we did. Yeah, I forgot about that. So those are like I think those are the only two Nicholas Cage movies that I enjoy. Well, all the ones that we've done so far are really strong. <laughs> I did enjoy the Mandy reference when he sees the um, the the fucking saw, and he's like, "Oh, hey, the axe is there too." I know he didn't even bring the oh, fucking that's axe right. up. That's right. It's just yeah, which like, is yeah, right. He brings there. up the chainsaw, but not the axe. <laughs> Okay, that that's helpful because I saw that I saw the axe and I was like, "Fuck, I recognize that, but I don't remember why." Thank you that reminding me. It's for Mandy. It was forged in the fires of Mandy. <laughs> <laughs> but there are no pigs in this movie. I didn't understand. That's a good one. That's a that's a weird movie. I, I that's growing on me though. Pig. I have heard Nick Cage say that that was his favorite movie that he's done. Really? I've heard that it's a really good movie, and I it has to be at the top of my list to watch. And it's yeah, I haven't seen it yet. either. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it. It's not what you're gonna expect. Like while you're watching it, you just it's it's not what you're expecting. Some pig. What? <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you come? That'll do. Nailed Any other it. pig references? No, <laughs> <laughs> no. we were looking pig. for it. Brian found spider it. Spider pig. I think it's all all the pigs. <laughs> Is there not a uh, line spider in Char- Charlotte's Thank Web you. we can come up with? Oh, I'm, I, that's what some pig was. Oh, some pig. Oh, yeah. All right, catch up, Brian. <laughs> I don't get that one either. Deep, deep cut references. Uh, we're gonna do Charlotte's Web one day. Oh, dear God, why? oh man, it's so weird that I'm not gonna be available. <laughs> Gosh. I'm so like, isn't this making you cry, Brian? <laughs> okay, can we talk about how Paddington Two was referenced in this like several oh, times, and they're all just fucking bawling while they're watching it? That's amazing. I didn't even look that up. Is that so even a real much. movie? Yeah, that's one Paddington of the rare 2? movies I have not seen. Yeah, Paddington 2 is fucking amazing for oh, all it? of you. Like, you absolutely <laughs> need to see it, and you're absolutely going to cry. 
Like, I didn't see Paddington it's legitimate. one. Yeah, do you have to see the first one? And I mean, I, enjoy I, it? Yeah, like my completionist self says, yes, you do. But like, also, it's an individually self-contained movie. So I mean, Paddington's you know. a bear. Is he, is he English? Yes. Okay, he looks it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold up. What does that mean? <laughs> no, he does look English. I mean, I, I do remember the trailer. <laughs> or the, the poster for the trailer. Fucking English yeah. bears. They have a look, that's all I'm saying. It, it makes me want to be a better man. Do they even have fucking bears in England? <laughs> well, they do when Paddington shows up. That's part of the story, okay? There's a backstory. He's from somewhere else, and he goes to England. Come on. Dude, you can just everywhere has them bears, them. bro. The bears. I, I remember that being like a thing. Like it was uh, with Paddington 2 was on Rotten Tomatoes. It was one of the rare movies. 100%. That had, yeah. That blows my fucking mind. It, I well, honestly legit. I think we know it. what we're doing for the next month, guys. We need to do all of the Paddington movies. How many are there's, there? Mike? There's two. Oh, okay, there's cool. We'll just, just watch two. them twice. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Whatever, Brian. You watch all of these movies twice. <laughs> I did not watch this one uh, twice. I did. Did you? I kind of wanted to, like, but I just didn't get a chance. Yeah, man. It, it, uh, I, I think it needed a, a, another another go around because I I enjoyed it so much. I feel that I could totally watch it again like next week and and probably really enjoy it. Yeah, man. The uh, the holy. I mean, like the the second go around was was just as fun as the first go around, but uh, but it had to pee really bad. And I, I'm not one of getting up from from film, so the whole time I'm just like thinking about taking a piss, but I still <laughs> was able to make it through it. <laughs> no problem. So your your anxiety and your attitude were just like. Rawr! Like the suck it time. all in, man. Just forget it's there. Like, just go with it. <laughs> That's a, mere- a recommendation right there. Yeah, man. <laughs> this movie is hold so your pee in for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hold your piss in for an hour and a half. Well, you know, but that also might say something because I didn't piss myself. I wasn't laughing hard enough to <laughs> to take it all the way there. I don't know, man. I, I was shout laughing in the theater. Like I was like, is anyone else enjoying this? Because I'm fucking dying over here. Like, this is amazing. I was going to say, like, one of the reasons I enjoy it, I think I enjoyed this so much, is the, the crowd in the theater. Like, everybody was laughing. It was mostly old people, but yeah, everybody was It laughing. was. It was. Uh, it, yeah. I had the same like experience. All old people. It was very, yeah. <laughs> a lot of old people. What the hell? Yeah, even the second time I went, it was just all old people. <laughs> oh, that Nicolas Cage. He's wonderful. Wait, why, why is that funny? <laughs> it's an inside joke. <laughs> no, 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 because Jared and I were the only people in the theater. <laughs> yeah, we, we, had, we had a private screening this afternoon. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. All right, now I get it. <laughs> You're over there, like, laughing to yourself. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you cut all my laughs out anyways. It's okay. Oh, not all of them. <laughs> we got to piss off that one person, you know. You just got to leave a couple laughs in every now and again. <laughs> How dare you guys laugh on a podcast, telling jokes, being funny, oh, laughing at your own no, jokes? I'm not listening to this to listen to you laugh. <laughs> oh, for, forgive us for enjoying each other's company and making jokes that are funny and worth laughing at. Gosh, um, this movie is so damn strong. Uh, it's it's edited so well. Uh, I, I, I love all the characters, even though they're caricatures of themselves. It's like it's like it's like one of the best meta comedies that I've oh, ever seen but that 100%. made me start thinking like what are other meta comedies what what falls in this in this like realm scream I mean it's okay. a horror comedy right. but same thing yeah. you're deconstructing the genre and then everything that you all the tropes that you yeah, set it, up and okay, point yeah, out yeah you're right you do later. it's walking around itself the whole time it's it's talking about itself yeah which is basically what what this is doing 
It, it, it's because it becomes a movie within a movie. And I've it seen totally other movies does, that, that, yeah. that do this, that bore at the end of the movie, you've basically watched the movie, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but this one does it really well. I mean, like all, even down to the, I love the, uh, the, the LSD scene. Where they're, where, you know, it's like we, they, it's gotta have a drug scene. Like, <laughs> that's the best guy. Oh my god, it, dude, it so is. Like that moment when they're fucking climbing the wall, and just like I felt every single like beat on that, all the emotion stuff, and it was just so perfectly timed. Like none of it dragged, none of it went on too long. It was just, it was fucking perfect. It was perfect. And man, I've seen that punchline of the joke with there on the wall, and then it's like, oh, we could really just walk around. I've seen that in the trailer. I don't know how many fucking times this trailer has been playing in front of like every goddamn movie I've gone seen. And I, I, I would, you would think that that would totally ruin that scene in the movie, but man, I was laughing my ass off the entire time. Even when it got to the punchline, I'm like, I know what's gonna happen. I've already seen it. <laughs> I was already, I was just, I was chuckling so much, and everybody else around me was laughing. I was like, fuck it, <laughs> that's funny too. Even though I already know what's happening. Well, speaking as someone who did not see the trailer, it still hit just as well. And I was <laughs> fucking rolling when that happened. His face, when, 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 they're sitting, when they go down, they sit down at the bottom of the stairs, and he's like, you know, <laughs> well, we, we, should, we should make something, you know, where they, you know these, those guys, maybe those guys are following us. And he's like, whoa, <laughs> you think they're following us? And he's like, I don't know, man, maybe you should like, look back and laugh. And dude, the, the faces <laughs> that he gives... <laughs> He's so fucking when awesome. When he turns man. around and hit that that giddy grin while he's laughing, <laughs> I was just fucking rolling. It was amazing. I think I think he's been he's felt like he's just been restrained in playing the Mandalorian because he's keeping his face yeah. covered so yeah, often. For or sure. it's it's very strange that he's such a like a expressive actor, but in that you never get to see his face, which is it's just interesting. Or it's just sad and a waste of a great actor, <laughs> Jared. Also you're saying we should have put somebody else in there? True. Yeah, you know, yeah. if we're going to cover his face up, I mean, you know, like because, because you're right. Like this movie is like uh, Nick Nick Cage's star vehicle. It's a, it's about him. It's his meta film. It's his uh, you know, career highlight. But man, Pedro Pascal fucking steals so it. So fucking awesome. Oh, he yeah, he's so strong. Steals it. I don't know. I I read I read that um <laughs> Nick Cage thought that his character Pedro Pascal's character was like the better character and it was like can I can I play that character because the meta version of me being my biggest fan kind of is hilarious and they were like no we're gonna get Pedro Pascal and he's like oh okay cool cool I'm, I'm he totally wanted to Mike Myers it <laughs> like play everybody yeah absolutely <laughs> that would have been amazing no, no, no but like some have someone else play Nick Cage and then he would be his biggest fan oh I see because he thought he thought the the Javi character was the stronger character which I kind of agree with like it's it's so fucking good I just love his his like his like naivete, you know. Like uh, he, he's just he's like a kid, you know. He, like even though he's like he's like, he, he's part of this crime family or whatever, and I guess he's he's like the public face. He he gets to be you know the king of of that or whatever. And he's just he's just, he's he feels like he's good natured. I, I love that about his character. Well, I really appreciated the way that they set up the fact that he is probably this crime lord and like. You're like, there's got to be something wrong with this guy. Yeah, he's got to be doing something that's illegal. Like he can't just be this rich and this nice from and, olives. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They like they did a really good job with with the writing on on just all of that surrounding his character with the the mysteriousness. So when the turn comes, like I I found it very satisfying. Well, even down to when when Nicolas Cage is like scared that like that he's like oh shit this this dude is probably bad and they're like at a party or whatever and he like turns around and looks at him and it's like the slow slow 
like mm-hmm, slow motion mm-hmm. zoom and you see him like smiling and then his face like turns a little stern you see it like in, in the acting and then he goes into this smile like i don't know this is such great little moments yeah man yeah i never once bought that he was like i don't know a bad yeah, guy yeah, a bad guy Same. I always thought that there was some sort of misunderstanding or he was just like related to them or like just happened to be there. I never once thought that he was bad or, you know, like the bad guy. It's that hair and mustache. It's like, oh, no villain would have hair and mustache like that. He looks too silly and cuddly. <laughs> He's and got a, it, I love his hair, man. He, he looks, looks great. Too no, cuddly. But it's his, I mean, but like, look at his shoes. Like, you can't, you can't, oh like, wreak God. havoc with those shoes, okay? Like, that, when people who wear shoes, shoes like that oh my God. are like, live a life of luxury, okay? Like, they're not, they're not going out killing people. I love that they, they switch shoes because they know that they're there to kill each other and they want to take a piece. Yeah. with them to always Each have you know it's like, like <laughs> i'll remember you i'll remember you through your shoes <laughs> god i love that so much i can't run faster your shoes are terrible <laughs> they have no grip it's so good i did like all the uh the nicholas cage movie callbacks that was fun every single one was fucking perfect apparently there was a snake eyes one jared didn't you see you saw that in the credits right I saw in the credits where it said snake eyes footage courtesy of whatever. Um, but uh, even on the second go around, I, I don't maybe is, is that is that what he's watching when he goes and he's in bed and, and it cuts and he's watching something on the screen. And it's right after a uh, dude tells him the story. The dude, They're at the party and um, the guy's on stage and he's talking about how he, him and his father uh, used to watch this Nick Cage movie, one that I've never seen before. Uh, and about you know, it was their bond is how they oh guarding Tess, yeah yeah, yeah no that was, that was that was footage from guarding Tess. So yeah. I didn't know it was that footage yeah. from guarding Tess. Okay, yeah, so that's he walks why he's watching. That's, okay, that's yeah. young Nick Cage and the chick who plays Tess, Shirley MacLaine. There it is. Thanks, Brian. Well, yeah. So besides that, I, I don't know where the Snake Eyes reference is. I don't know. I've only seen Snake Eyes once, and it was hella good, but I haven't watched it again. So yeah, I didn't see it. That was a long time ago. Long time. ago. I guess we got to we got to clarify. We're not talking about the GI Joe film. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody saw that, so don't worry. That's uh, that's probably true. Like less people saw that than Snake Eyes, and that's still saying something. That is Accurate. also true. <laughs> that's a shame. It was a good movie. It's a shame because it, it is was a great a movie. Good movie. Yeah. yeah, man. Didn't he also do Eight Millimeter? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He did so many crazy, weird little movies. Or that uh, guy that did Batman Forever, uh, Joel uh, Schumacher. Schumacher, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this dude's been in so many fucking movies, it's crazy. Yeah. What'd you guys think of his his, um, on-screen family? Because he doesn't actually have a daughter in real life. Well, I love Sharon Horgan, so I enjoyed seeing her as his ex-wife. She was pretty fantastic in every scene she was in. And is she is she American or is she English? Or no, yeah. I think she's, she's Irish. Irish? I, no, I think she's um, uh, Scottish. Oh, Scottish. Okay, well, her American accent is awesome. <laughs> she nails it. No, she definitely had her normal accent the entire movie. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. That, was it not her in the wig at the end when she goes in? When when they go in, then they're, they're oh, in disguise. Where they're supposed to be Italians? Yeah, she's got like a uh, she's like from Dallas or whatever yeah. or wherever. She's, yeah, she's got. Oh yeah, she's yeah. from Excellent. Santa Barbara. Barbara. Santa Bar- yeah. Bar- Barbara from Santa Barbara. Yeah, so she had her American American going on. It's good. You think you're gonna intimidate me? Fuck you. <laughs> Gosh, she's a badass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I would have liked to see Demi Moore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Do the whole role, yeah, yeah. not just not just the movie wife. Like, just be the whole. Oh, uh, I really framing. loved that whole cut, man. That, that that's amazing, but the framing on her when they go in for the close up, it's really weird how they're cutting their like her hair her hairline out. 
And I'm like, is this a thing with Demi right now? Or Demi? Like, are, are they framing her like this on purpose? I don't know if you remember that. Dude, to be honest with you, I'd have to go back and watch it because I just took that shot took me out of it where I was like, wait, is that Demi Moore? I think I even <laughs> leaned over to you yeah. and was like, hey, yeah. is that? And you were like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then they, they, they totally bring it up in the movie, which is great. You know, that was I, that was a great callback. To I the, love that button it's scene. It's so fucking meta, man. It's so great. I love that button scene with the family, where you know it, it basically every, everything's all right. You know, they're everybody's mm-hmm. happy together again, uh, and they bring up the Demi Moore thing. You know, so it's a it's a nice it's a nice wrap up. Yeah, I actually, I, I'm not really one for like kind of buttoning everything up at the end, but the way they did it in this movie was really really nice i really had liked how uh nicholas cage is just like oh i'm i'm not communicating correctly like this is what i'm trying to do but apparently i'm just an asshole when i do that so let me try something else and like yeah i don't know i i really enjoyed i really enjoyed how they kind of worked through the whole family dynamics and at the end like they're all just chilling watching the movie and like that was so mm. great can we watch paddington too <laughs> yeah and then he's fucking weeping oh my god i loved it so much Brian, did you cry? Uh, no, no, I didn't. No, I didn't cry. Uh, uh, uh. I, I may have cried from laughter a couple of times, but <laughs> not actual emotionally like crying tears. But I, you know, I, don't I felt it. Emotion. I felt it trying to go there. Uh, uh, it hit me, man. Hit like me. I felt, I, I felt it like leaning there, but I had to pee so badly that it just didn't take me there. <laughs> right, that was I wasn't going to cry. Ne- Come on, what about the well, first? I wasn't. I wasn't going to cry next to you because then I'd have to hold your hand and it would just be like awkward. <laughs> oh, and there were, there were more. No. There were more people in the theater at the time, and they were older people, and I thought we might get killed. So I'm, I'm not going to. Jared, I'm here you know. for you. I will hold your hand. We'll cry together. It's totally fine, man. I hold the seats are so you. far apart. You remember yeah. when seats used to be round next to each other so you could cuddle? You oh, could you cuddle. Go back but to now, way, man. They're like all now, super close. Now, you, like if you're up on that, if you're up on the console, you know something's going on. You know, like you're like, oh, hey, yeah. down in front. But <laughs> down in front, I'm saying. <laughs> back in the day, where where you could choose whether or not you were going to cuddle with the person next to you and flip that. Oh, oh yeah, the armrest arm would go up. up or down, yeah, dude. You Fuck can make yeah, a couch man. out of it, dude. That was yeah. the shit. Melco Cinema made for cuddling. <laughs> not anymore. Then, then they realize how yeah. how, how much that cleaning bill cost. The floors used to be sticky. <laughs> <laughs> You only have to worry about that in the back roll. <laughs> Nobody's doing anything in the front of the theater. Says the projectionist. I did uh, think it was a little crazy. The uh, the tone of the movie is so consistent throughout. I, I was surprised. Director's, it's his second film. Really? Only done one other movie. It was like uh, some movie with Zac, Zac Efron like in 2014 or something like that. No way. Which one? <laughs> so it's, it's got awkward in the title. Uh, I have to. I have to go look it up. I'm looking him up real quick. Uh, it's, it's it's only fucking thing in there. What is it? The awkward moment. That awkward <laughs> moment. Or that awkward moment. Yeah. Hmm. Not the. Who's Zach Efron? Right. Oh no, it's Miles Teller. Uh, oh no, it's both of them. Zach Efron, Miles Teller, and Michael B. Jordan with Imogen Poots. I feel like I've seen this fucking movie. <laughs> Mackenzie Funny. Davis. Hell's yeah, man. I have not seen this There's movie. Me. It's a good cast. I've seen this. Uh, poster, never the film. I'll check it out. Oh, God, I feel like I've seen this movie, but I have to watch a trailer in order to actually like remember. Oh, don't, don't break your rule. <laughs> <laughs> Rules are made to be well, broken, Jared. If it came out, if it came out in 2014, or I might have seen it by 15 or something. So I just gotta, I don't know. Well, it's got a uh, 36 though, meta score on IMDb. Mm. That's pretty bad. This is a, it's a it's a meta film like this. <laughs> Probably not. 
<laughs> Why do you hate that word so much? Why just say deconstruction then? Like, no, because fucking like, because Facebook's taking it over. So I'm trying to use it as much as I can before I have to start paying for it. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> used to give me so much crap on <laughs> Facebook. Can't damn. You're like, what is this meta shit? <laughs> I don't know if that was me. That may have been Benson, man. I don't think I'm ever that angry. The IMDb score of that awkward moment with over a hundred thousand reviews is six point one, so it can't be that fucking terrible. I think that's not a great score, though. That's close. It's close to a seven, kind of. It's not. It's, <laughs> it's not. like almost uh, a whole point away from a seven, kind of. Yeah, but but it, but in but so in it's IMDb like terms, not close to a seven. If so. if if a if a seven is is our ten ish, you know, or sorry, let's say a seven hey, point eight hey, is our hey, ten. Hey, you call your ten whatever you want. You leave my ten out of it, okay? <laughs> uh, your tens ten. do fall around these these seven seven fives. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I feel like the IMDb scale might be might go to ten, but it's really uh it's a really a one point one to eight. So IMDb said there are no perfect films, <laughs> only perfect fuck ups. Do they have? Like, what, what's the what's the highest rating? Ten. Uh, well, whatever they're. What, I don't know. What's the top twenty? The top two fifty. Look at number one. I think it's like eight point four, eight point five. God damn! Look at The Godfather. That would be the. The number one movie on IMDb hits an 8.4. That's fucking sad. That's what I'm saying. The numbers are skewed a little bit. Oh, so okay. Six. No, no. Uh, actually, Godfather's at 9.2. Oh, shit. All right. So it does go above nine. All right. All right. All right. All right. And that's... Oh, that's right. I forgot. Shawshank's number one. That's 9.2. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. It's been number one for a while, too. Well, we ranked that as a 10. We've ranked other things at a 10. Obviously. That brings this in around a 6. <laughs> That awkward moment. Wait, are you talking about now or the movie? The movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're all awkward moments, Jared. <laughs> Bringing it back around. I do have to say, probably my favorite open uh, of a movie in a very long time. Hearing that uh, big music score, very action-oriented. You see that Universal logo, and then, and then you get fucking... <laughs> Scenes of Con Air. <laughs> amazing, dude. The bunny. Dude, so fucking amazing. I lost and with my that shit. with that with that song. Oh, dude. <laughs> How do I mean? It, it's so perfect. Like when that girl gets smacked in the head and she falls down. Like all the editing there and it builds to this big moment. Um, which also sets up a really great joke that I caught on the second go around was that at the beginning of the film, the girl that gets uh gets kidnapped she's watching a nick cage movie she's watching fucking con yeah. air yeah and then at the end uh when she sees nick cage she's like nicholas fucking cage <laughs> this yes. is so cool <laughs> you know basically yeah. yeah she's just like wow oh, i love that moment. yeah so fucking awesome when it's he a great it's a great the payoff. guy falls and then there's nicholas cage's reveal and it's like this big moment for her she's like holy shit holy shit it's fucking nick cage <laughs> God, it was such a great moment <laughs> that's so badass yeah so on that note, we are going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and we'll be right back. What's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> what did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous honor to be a part of storytelling and myth-making. Ah, fuck, man. I'm driving through the hills. I'm sorry. One more time. 
We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? It's not like he's gonna want you to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch you watch him fuck his wife. I wouldn't think so. Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi gonna want me to, uh... I am Javi. Nick Cage. God, this place is stunning. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20,000 for it. I think that's the actor Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you. Have you seen Croods 2? I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Croods 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. What do you guys want? We're with Central Intelligence. Do you know who you're spending time with? One of the most ruthless men on the face of this planet. I need you to help the U.S. government. Let's kill this world. Find a way into that room, Nick. I can see myself doing more of this stuff. I think I might have a real gift for it. Good, because we got another mission for you. No, 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 no. Your friend is working for the U.S. government. Don't lie to me. Are those my golden guns? They're my golden guns. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I love you. I love you. I'm Nick fucking... We're back. That was the R-rated trailer for the unbearable weight of massive talent. Or the whole movie in two minutes. Yeah, there was a lot of, like, spoilers and that shit. It was the whole story. (laughs) It took it all the way through. I don't think they were trying to go for, like, a shocking drama here. Like... (laughs) That's a good movie. That's a good, yeah, very valid point, Kristen. (laughs) (laughs) But it was very very enjoyable seeing those scenes again, though. Because, uh, man, they're just fucking excellent. Yeah, it's a great trailer. I mean, the whole, like, I love you, I love you, <laughs> that moment in the trailer, <laughs> that that was a good, like, I mean, that had some suspense in it in the actual movie. So I, I think if I had seen that in the trailer, I would have been like, well, obviously this is going to happen. This is why I don't watch the fucking trailers, guys. Come on. Validation. Yeah, I'm going to go with Christian. I don't think, you know, like, if I knew everything that was going to happen in this movie, it would, like, like I said, like, even knowing the punchline to that joke, it did not take away from the moment. Because I will say, like, the... The deconstruction and like the actual written jokes, they, I mean, they're okay. It, there's, no, I don't think anything in here is breaking new ground. But the actors and the chemistry for all these people on screen—that's what's great. That's what's working here. Sure. Okay. All right. I'll give that to yeah. you. Yeah. It's it's just it's it's not funny because you don't expect it. It's funny because it's it's funny. And so I think that's why it works in the trailer and in the movie. And you can see yeah. it again and again. And it's you still can. funny. It's not like you see it once and you're like, oh, OK. And you're kind of done with it. Like, I actually think this is kind of a classic. It could be a classic movie in that the jokes are so simple, but they last. I think they work. 
Mm. It definitely, definitely, mm. uh, upon watching it multiple times, it holds up, and it is just as funny the second time. And also, the whole time, it's just like, damn, I cannot believe the amount of fucking money they spent on this ridiculous <laughs> idea. This is a total stoner idea. It's like, you know what Absolutely, do, that's accurate. Like, you know, yeah. and it's, it's like taking, it's like, it's, like, it's like Kevin Smith sitting on his podcast making Tusk, bullshitting around, passing a joint around, but if he just did that and, like, took it, like, just, like, really put some fucking money behind it and more thought. I, I don't think so. I, it, to me, it feels like somebody was watching uh, being John Malkovich, and mm. I don't know. Like the minute mm. you have an actor like Nicolas Cage in mind for this, it's just like, yeah, like let's make it like, let's make it the mer- uh, merge it between the art house Nick Cage, or I guess the V the direct to video right now Nicolas Cage, and the big budget action star that we all knew. Yeah, I think a lot of thought went into this. I mean. The way it segues from being like a nice little buddy film to having like touching family moments to having those big action scenes at the end. There's a lot of thought that went into the story and making it all work because it all like every even when they're like running through uh, the the cartel or whatever the fuck they are, the 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 gang people, the bad people, their little dungeon. Like, it works. I'm like, yeah, okay, I buy that. Like, it, I, all of it, it, it all kind of works. I don't know how, but it does. It totally <laughs> does. Think, no, you're right. I think, yeah, I mean, like, I think, like, maybe the idea, like, could have... I think, the again, it's so... I think it's so simple, but somebody put so much time and energy into executing this all really, really well from the acting, and you have such amazing performances from everybody to yeah like even the, i thought even the action scenes were pretty good i wasn't i it, when it started to go that way i was like oh no but actually it ended up being really good <laughs> i would contend that it, it's actually incredibly not simple and the fact that it was executed so extremely well is why it feels simple because it's just mm-hmm. so so like perfect tone the entire movie and it achieves that, like that meta level of we always know it's Nick Cage, but it's also Nick Cage. And sometimes it's Nick Cage. And you know what I'm saying? Like it's that's really fucking hard to do. And they they tow that line the entire time. And it it always works. I don't think any of that doesn't work for this movie. Down to the point where he's like trying to sneak in the room with like the big giant mirror and he walks up behind him and he's like, you want to see what's I in there? That, you're, you're never going to, you're never going to look at me the same way after you see what's inside that dude. I fucking love off, that shot for the mirror. Yeah. I love, and I love then the how door that opens and you out. still see him in the mirror reflection while he's walking. Oh, through. I so fucking good. love it so much. Yeah. Oh, it was so good. I, I look, I, I, I agree with everything we're seeing here. There is one little nitpicky thing though. That, that does bother me. It bothered me the first time watching it. And I understand why it's not. It's got to be a budget reason. But Nick Nick Cage now, right? And mm-hmm. his personality, his persona, movie star Nick Cage, that he sees. I I wish these two guys. Nikki? Yeah, yeah. Nick and Nikki, right? Okay. I wish I wish they had some kind of climactic showdown. Oh, where he also battled himself at the end. So you know what I mean. It's kind of a missed opportunity. I, I on that note, apparently, according to IMDb's trivia, they actually had a whole fucking scene with that, where it was the two of them fighting, and it was going through like all of these references of previous Nick Cage movies, and it was in the tone or in the style, the visual style of the movie that he's saying is his favorite movie, the one with the cabinets of Doctor Whatever. 
Oh yeah, nice. Um, Wait, well, hold up! But it was like they were going through other versions of his movie, though. Like, like it was black and white German expressionism, yes, kind of thing. And they cut it out because the studio wanted it cut, and Nicolas Cage is saying it's going to be in whatever home video version, like extra features, Good. kind of shit. So wait, hold up, hold up, wait. So they shot this fucking thing. It exists, and they and it's not in the movie. That is what IMDb's trivia says. That makes a lot of sense because as soon as you said that, Brian, it seemed like they would need to have that in the movie. But then I was also thinking, right, like Mike, while you were talking, I was like, I bet the studio would make them cut that out <laughs> because the way it flows at the end, like where would you put that yeah. and still have it? It would mess up the flow. It would go over two hours at that point. Yeah, I, I, I fully believe that the studio would make them cut that. And you're, yeah, you're right, Brian. Like that makes sense that they would have that. And I think the writing, yeah, I actually believe that there is something like that. I hope they do release it, at least on, like, YouTube or something. It'd be interesting to see. Yeah, I would love to see that. I mean, I, those were outside of the Pedro Pascal moments. Those, those were the best. Yeah, I really enjoyed all those interacting with himself moments. And when he fucking made out with himself. <laughs> I was what fucking rolling. Smooches. <laughs> Okay, smooch is good. <laughs> smooch is real good. <laughs> oh my god, it was, so, it was amazing. <laughs> oh, just gonna make out with yourself. Mm. That's some actor shit right there. Absol- absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I think I, I read somewhere that it was actually just supposed to be like a kiss on the cheek, and I think it was Nick Cage who was like, "No, I'm gonna French kiss." <laughs> <laughs> that was what I read. No, it was more than just a kiss. Oh. It was like a make-out yeah. session. It was, it was like, it was like, hugging, like hands behind grabbing hands the back of the shit. head. Like, <laughs> like, and like the current there. version of Nicolas Cage is like, he's like, oh, frozen. And then after a while, he starts to reach for it. <laughs> yeah, he goes for it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm about to die. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so fucking good. Yep. Just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> God, I was rolling. I don't. I don't know of another actor that could pull that kind of shit off. Like legitimately, tell me another actor who has had as many movies as Nick Cage, and and could do this level of like meta making out with himself while also like contradicting his own personality. Tom Cruise. That's, I thought Tom Cruise too. There, they actually had a couple people in mind, but they like really did not want to go through with it. They were like, no, we'll just toss the script out. I don't remember who that, I can look it up if you guys really care. I, but I was thinking Tom Cruise Tom too. Cruise, I could see. Okay. He, yeah. I don't know. He's like, he's kind of like Nicholas Cage in that. Like, can he act or is he just, <laughs> is he just always himself and different things? Yeah. Like, yeah. can I just learn to fly a helicopter? So clothes. let's write a movie where I have to write a, he- where I have to fly a helicopter. Like that kind of bullshit. Yeah. But yeah. If you had Tom Cruise though, like how could you like reconcile with the, the all the Scientology shit? You know what I mean? Like just not going to address that in the movie. I mean, hasn't hasn't real Nicolas Cage had like two or three wives and and this Nicolas Cage He's only had, had one? Five. Five. Holy shit. No, yeah, he was divorced oh multiple times. Like, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No wonder he's broke. Well, he just got married again <laughs> no last shit. year, right? Who did he get married to? I don't know. Somebody younger than him? I don't know. Himself. <laughs> <laughs> got married to Nikki. Didn't he get married to like, no, but like, didn't he get married to like some girl who's like significantly younger than him? Because I think I saw pictures and I was like, oh. <laughs> Amber Heard. Oh, wait. Sorry. That's Johnny Depp. Never mind. God damn, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about that fucking trial. Like, dear God, nobody fucking cares. She shit in his bed. We got it. Move on. 
Got it. Brian's triggered. Okay. Okay. Noted. <sighs> totally triggered. Oh, God. So, like, fucking, like, that, that's the shit we have to fucking report. That's newsworthy. Fuck me. This is where we are. We're living in dystopia right now. Here, let's bring it back to Nick Cage. I'm going to send you guys pictures of him and his new wife. She's 27. Not going to be jealous. Not going to be jealous. Not going to be jealous. Wait, where is it? And she's Asian. Good for him. Because they ha- they're having a kid, too. Oh, wow. But he's significantly older than her. <laughs> Isn't his first son like named uh, Kyle? Kyle L. Kyle Cage. Like, full on yes. Superman. Kyle L. Yep. Yep. Kyle L. Holy shit. How is she not like 26? What the hell? Oh, 27. 27. <laughs> I, I didn't scroll down long enough to read that. She just legitimately looks wow. that fucking young. For real? 27? Yeah, that's. Yeah, no, that's not. That's weird, guys. Kimono that's and weird. everything, bro. Man, that's gonna be awesome. She's gonna be like thirty-five, and he's gonna be dead. <laughs> She's like gonna have all that money. Way to go! Good play. Thinking ahead, I like your style there. <laughs> oh wait, you know who I who I think could do it? Who is that guy? Oh shit, Steve Buscemi. I think he could do something like this. I would enjoy seeing him in this. Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi? <laughs> he, yeah, he's, he's so weird, and I think uh, that he would kill a role like this. I would love to see him doing something like this. Yes, I, I could see him doing like four different roles as different people in this, but I couldn't see him being like the main lead person who's the entire movie like hooked on. Okay, <laughs> I like him as a character actor. He's he's fun. I think he could. I think he, I don't. He normally does. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know. I think he could carry. He does. He he does so many weird, different characters that I think putting him as a star, as a tortured star, <laughs> where he's like, "Why don't people respect me? <laughs> why am I doing birthday parties?" <laughs> yeah. I okay. All right. That. I, I, that I would love to see. Why? Why am I Steve Buscemi doing birthday parties? No. Look. Parties? look, look we we Hello, need somebody that's a little washed up. Kids? That was big. We need somebody like John Travolta. That Ooh. would be yes. Okay. We could see his wig collection. <laughs> you see the hairspray wig? Like, wait, what was that? And they just move past it with no reference. <laughs> I like to think he has wigs lined up in a hallway, just like in the Return to Oz with all the heads. But it's like it's like mannequin heads, and he's got all the different wigs like in glass cases, and he can go by every day and pick one. And he's got like a valet that comes in and like puts it on for him. It's like some dude in like some like little skippy underwear. Sorry, we're getting really weird. Yeah. Jared, I feel like you're already right in the movie. Going out for a flight, Master, <laughs> Master Travolta. Yeah. All right, so I'll ask a serious question. What did you guys think about okay. the uh, the the overall structure of this movie? Like the way it started as as a little bit kind of super meta, and we're just with Nick Cage and his. In his life and his sad, like he's trying to work out his family, but he also needs a better career, and he's he's not. It's not a comeback because he didn't go anywhere. But then it becomes the buddy comedy, and then it becomes the action movie, and like just the overall structure of the of the actual script. Which, what do you, how did you guys feel about it? I love it. It was a nice progression, and it was interesting, and it nothing. No section of it felt forced, and then hmm. I I don't really think there was like a plot necessarily, but uh, it was kind of like a slice of life movie where they were just kind of following Nick Cage, and his life is a little a little interesting and different than ours. And so I don't know, I kind of enjoyed it. And it uh, even yeah, like I said before, even when it turns into an action movie at the end, uh, it works still. I didn't mind it at all. There was definitely a plot though. 
Oh, there was definitely yeah. a plot. Was there a plot? Yeah, there was totally a plot. <laughs> we just watched the trailer. The point of the like, movie. The whole trailer was the plot. Point of the movie is that no, no, what that he has a career. He get the the a plot no. is a to b. What happens in a movie? A story is the character growth. Like so, plot this points. We saw those. We just watched the trailer. What are you talking about? The CIA, yeah, all that really stuff. No. No, this is all shit that just happens to him. That's not a plot. <laughs> that's that's literally the definition of a no, plot, that, Kristen. That's, that, yeah. that's, no, that's, that's not. Every, no, 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 every character me. in a Hitchcock movie, stuff just happens to him. No, 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 no. <laughs> It's still a plot. No. <laughs> I do think you're right, though. Like, none of it feels forced, and that's actually pretty impressive. The fact that, that we can do all these different genres and all these different vibes, and none of it feels forced to, to me, at least. I also agree with that. I think that's really impressive. I, yeah, I would say like a, a plot is like when you. I mean, I. I, I mean, that's fine. I, I would define a plot though as like, you know, like having some sort of objective and you meet your goal. Like, you know, yes, point A to point B, and here's the outcome, and we did it. And I, I guess his his goal in this is to what Survive. have another movie, and so I guess he did do that. No, it's but to get his really daughter to lay his end. head down like she did at the Grand yeah. Canyon. That's the yeah. that's that the happens, point of the movie, and that happens in the we end. We just watched the trailer, and that's not in the trailer. Too. So why are you telling me the plot? No, of the but that, that's well, how that's it not ends. The plot. Though. That's the story. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> the plot is all the stuff with the CIA and him being a struggling actor. That's the no. plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's a douchebag and doesn't realize it, and you know he thinks he's trying with the family, but he doesn't, and he has to go through hey, this look, crazy don't call ass him shit. A douchebag just because he wants to show movies to his kids. All right, I'm. No, <laughs> no, it's not because he wants to show. No, it's just that it's it's all about him. This, this may hit too close to home. No, 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 because actually, at the end, I'm triggered, Jared. Like, can we get all of these fucking assholes who do this to sit and watch this movie? Because like maybe I thought they were just assholes, but maybe they just can't communicate effectively. <laughs> like yeah, that's fair. Is this a great? Yeah. Could yeah. we use this movie as a vehicle to teach people? Like, no, that's not actually how you talk to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At, and, and at the end of the day, you just really need to watch Paddington Two with whoever it is that you're trying to communicate. No, you need to let someone else pick something to watch. Yeah, and, no, and that's it might the point. just fall that's in line with something exactly. that you like too. <laughs> Shut up, you're going to watch Apocalypse now and explain why it's great to you, you idiots. Sit down and love all of this. Dad, why are we watching 2001 again, please? Oh, God. But there is a definite character arc. He changes for the better. Oh, for sure. Uh, it makes It gives it the heartwarming thing. But there's all the crazy shit in between. I don't but know. But I also feel like it's kind of a redemption story because he's in such a low point in his life and you're rooting for him to come back and he's not even really rooting for himself to come back. I don't I think he's he's given up. Uh, but he he does through a series of unfortunate events, you know, he finds himself um in a shootout and he changes and it's wonderful. And well, he had to find somebody to remind him of what he used to be. So, someone that thinks of him as still magic. Mm. Someone that actually like mm. would lift him up. Even though that you know he had to travel you know halfway around the world to to find it, the fact that we could still root for Nick Cage after a hundred fucking movies like that that says a lot about the way that the writing and the directing actually went into this film. Well, I don't think it's necessarily that he needed someone to believe in him. I think that helped, but what really I think did it was like he also felt something for like they they kind of fell in love with each other. And they have this really great like friendship. And I think that is what enables him to make choices and have better relationships with the other people in his life. It's not just that the guy admires him, 
it's that it's there's that, the mutual <laughs> yeah Again. exactly yeah actually <laughs> no love properly because mm. mm. you know because because the mom gets in the car with him uh after the uh the birthday incident and she's like look the person you are was fine when she was fucking six yeah but we 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 don't need that guy anymore you know we we need you to be you know a real person <laughs> that was one of the mo- the meta moments that I really appreciated about this because like he spent so much time like debating with himself like quite literally in several scenes that to have a character call him out of like hey stop trying to be this person that you thought you used to be and be who your daughter wants you to be now it's a good story moment for sure all those car scenes look to me to be uh, process shots done on uh, video walls Several of them for sure. Yeah, there was a really and, good like uh, cutting back and forth for most of those. Studying it, I like mm, felt like slightly weird about it, but like man, it, they it, they play really nice. Like like just the way it was reacting and stuff in the background, and it, them being able to control the lighting like they did. Uh, it, it just all the car stuff felt really good to me. I really, I did they film this in Spain or was it just set in Spain? Dude, the credit list has more uh, Zoltan Zoltans in the credits than there are Johns in, in other films. <laughs> Hells yeah. Well, I loved it. Uh, <laughs> where, wherever they filmed, whatever city they filmed in, it was absolutely gorgeous. All of the cars, all of the European people, all of the, or like everybody, all of everything. Croatia. There were like 10 say, units. Okay. It looked okay. like Montenegro, yeah. but then I wasn't sure. Okay, so Croatia Dude, all that sense. environmental stuff, the city and all the ocean stuff and all the, there's like just the, just the, the, the timing and when they shot some of these shots, everything's just perfect. Yeah. Like even their coverage, like, like when they're laying by the pool and, and like, and he's like, uh, you know, uncomfortable talking to him. It's the first time he talks to him. Uh, like when Pedro Pascal sits down and he's all like, um, uh, um, you know, oh, oh, what did you say something? You know, all that, all, all the, all the coverage, like, like moment. the way that the, where the sun is and all that stuff is like so perfect in every single shot. The other thing that I really enjoyed about that, in addition to the beautiful, you know, scenery and the shots and all of that, where his absolutely ridiculous outfits and how everyone <laughs> is sitting there like by the pool and they're all wearing their nice little, you know, they all look so chic and simple in their outfits and he's wearing these like bright <laughs> red swim trunks and I think they're striped like striped red swim trunks and he just looks so out of place no and he has his like bright red robe too like it's ridiculous oh dude yeah and he's got those red sunglasses you, you know the when they just get to the, the boat dock and he's talking and he's just like fucking like you know I don't you know I'm not gonna uh, suck anybody's dick or you know whatever um, God, but you moment. can see you can see Pedro in the in his reflection. Yeah. But where the camera should be, there's no camera there. I wonder how the hell they, they did they paint out those sunglasses? Probably. Probably. Insane shot, man. Like it is it's so I was like the the angle they're getting, I was so it's so crazy that we're not seeing the camera in this, but you can totally see Pedro in the glasses really well. For how like low key the the camera work was in this, it, like it was shot really, really well. But the director of photography was Nigel Bluck who you may be familiar with from the entire Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings trilogy. He also shot. Deadpool. Yeah, dude. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. There was some dude really impressive ca- crane stuff going on. Like there's one where they, where they're, they're tracking the car and then the crane goes over the top of this building and then catches it on the other side. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh. I really enjoyed this. Oh, what? Go ahead. What? No, no. Uh, I really enjoyed the CIA agents in this. I uh, appreciated that they weren't like these ridiculous, like 
you know, government suits who ha- are just like so serious all the time. Like, uh, I'd like it was it Tif- Tiffany, had- Tiffany Haddish. Haddish. Haddish, Haddish, yeah. Haddish. They both had personalities. Yeah, yeah they, they had did. personalities. They were fun. I think they both did. They both die. I was looking. They did someone, actually but- both die. Yeah. I know. Dude you was know- hunched over in the chair. Did she. She, she she was shot, shot while she was shooting the other guy that almost killed them when they walked in, mm-hmm. or she killed she killed the guy before she died. I guess. I yeah. think the only thing that really bothered me in this film was with the gunshot sounds. It sounded really bad to me. Really like, flat. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're really not not very good gunshot sounds. And also, there in that scene where all the gunshots are going off, everybody's running toward that. You know, but oh, they don't yeah. seem to they don't seem to address that there's gunshots going on. I also had that same thought. Like, how the fuck <laughs> are like, <laughs> all these bullets like being fired and they're running up the stairs like what four flights down max and they don't yeah, you hear know, it? Like what the you fuck? Hear that. Like like at least give like a, a a look up, like, oh shit, something's happening. Nope, none of that. <laughs> yeah, that was one of the only moments that I was a little bit pulled out of it. Like, okay, well, some good shooting though get shot fall down grab the gun keep going <laughs> grab it out of your dead partner's holster yeah man anybody got anything else you were Do about you to something say something else? you were about to say something brian what were you about to say when i started talking about the dp and looked like you were like trying to confirm that he actually shot the lord of the rings trilogy well he was the second unit dp he wasn't the director of photography oh well you know well okay well he worked on it <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i just like uh, yeah I've seen those movies so many that, times. Did he do that badass like uh uh you know that's probably first unit where they do the the push pull down the oh down down the, down the road get off the road yeah see that 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 was like a that was like a POV shot that that could have been second unit if could he did that unit. he's a badass no that's not a yeah. POV shot um because it starts on a uh, dude's feet oh does it yeah it starts on Frodo's feet and you follow the and leaves then it tilts up. up and then it and, oh and then it pushes yeah into that, that there's a, there's a cut oh, but yeah. that's actually one shot yeah. yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's, yeah, they cut to his close-up. But yeah. Sexy. IMDb failing me again, where I'm scrolling through someone's credits, and it just shows things, but it doesn't read the entire stuff. It just has an ellipsis instead of actually showing. No, no, it's okay. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> it's okay to be I wrong. I looked at it, and I was like, time. oh, shit. Like, well, no, he definitely was DP on Deadpool, which I thought was a fun movie. I don't remember how great it was visually. It's but. Like, you don't have to defend yourself. It's totally no, it's fine. Fine. no, no, I'm just <laughs> saying. Dude, dude, I, I spout <laughs> wrong shit here all the time that I hope that other worse. people are actually like, you know, quoting and shit and be like, where the fuck did you hear that? <laughs> this is a safe space. I did like David Gordon Green's cameo, director of uh, Halloween Pineapple <laughs> Express. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, Brian, who's that? <laughs> I, this feels like somebody important. I also felt the, the same was. thing. I was like watching it like, this guy seems like someone that we should theoretically recognize, but I Wait, don't. Who is it? Which one? It, when he's having that, that meeting at the beginning when he's talking to the director and he's like, you know, he's, you he's, like, to, he's like, yeah, do you want me to read for you? you? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll read for you right now. You. You know? And he's like, no, you don't have to read. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's happening. Okay. Go, that's, go, go, the, go. that's the director of Halloween Kills. That we just watched. What was that? Last Halloween? Yeah, last Halloween. Oh, that yeah. awful? That, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that guy. Well, he also made a movie with Nicolas Cage called Joe. With, uh, it's got that kid uh, from Ready Player One in it. I forget that actor's name. That's so interesting. That I think this that really goes to show you they should... I feel like they should clarify that a bit more in the movie to show you how far Nicolas Cage has gone that he's trying to audition for the guy who directed Halloween Kills. Evil dies tonight! <laughs> God damn. <laughs> what was that monologue from? 
Oh, I think it was from so, his script. Uh, the, from the yeah, script. That, thought, whatever that yeah. script was he, he wrote. I didn't oh, recognize it. It, it, it was actually from that? Okay. If it was from a Nicolas Cage movie, I didn't pick up yeah, on it. Well, yeah, that, that was that was what, what I was a little bit confused on. I was like, I don't recognize this monologue. It seems I like it, it, it could be from this new script that he's trying to go for, which could be a little bit like, oh, that's kind of interesting, but also very sort of Nicolas Cage-ish. And I did love when they brought it back around and he, and he full-on said that to the uh, the dude at the end. Wait, I have a... Wait, so the guy... So this was shot during the pandemic. And so the the guy hadn't come out with Halloween Kills yet. So he might have... Like, what was his other movie that, Halloween. Like... <laughs> okay. Oh, he, he did the other <laughs> Halloween movie okay. before Halloween yeah. Kills? Yeah. Okay. He's done other things. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he did that Joe movie. He did a, a real famous indie film, uh, George Washington. That's the one that kind of put him on the map. What was that other one he did? Uh, he did Undertow. Sounds boring. Uh, it's it's actually George Washington's pretty good. I, w- I would recommend watching that. Um, he did Pineapple Express. I've seen that. Hated There's it. another one of those. What did he do? Like Your Highness or or something like that. He did uh, one of those. Uh, other, yeah. Okay. Other other movies with that dude. Yeah. Yeah. The Eastbound and Down guy. I forget yeah. his name. Wow. I'm totally blanking on his name right now too. Shit. Yeah. He was an Alien Covenant. Um, but I can't remember his name. Fuck. Danny. Danny something. Fuck. Danny McBride. Boom. Danny McBride. There Thank it is. You. Thank you, Brian. Well done. Well done. You said Eastbound and Down and it made me think of Smoking the Bandit, which made East me think of Pedro Pascal, because I think what? he looks like Burt Reynolds. Oh, bro, with the stash in the movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's fair. Like the whole that's fucking fair. time I'm watching this movie, okay. I'm just thinking yeah. of Burt Reynolds. Like the entire fucking time. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, do we need him to reboot Smoking the Bandit, bro? Oh, fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. Elves, yeah. We need that. We need Pedro, that. Pedro, if you're listening. Yeah. Yeah, Paramount fucking needs to get on fucking green light that shit right now. Yeah, man, he he he's perfect for it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> hell yeah, God bring damn. it on, his, man. His giddy smile. <laughs> <laughs> I love it so much. Well, are, are, are we at ratings? We at ratings? Yeah, no. I Maybe. feel like we should talk about music because Jared was playing some music while we were on break. And well, uh, that was from Con Air, not from this movie. Oh, I mean, well, I guess but, it was. But it was, it was in this movie. movie. Yeah, but it's not original to this. Anyway, okay. All right. We're well, original here. to this movie versus like any other Nicolas Cage song that was in other Nicolas Cage movies that's in this movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, Wait, what? <laughs> it's metal, Wait, bro. so what do you want to say about the music, Mike? I'm just saying that there was a, there was a lot of With the callbacks <laughs> to other Nicolas Cage movies that were in this I don't know. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I don't know if I. I don't know, if I didn't know where I was going. I was just trying to inspire a conversation. Okay, if there's nothing to talk about, that's fine. It's fine. Uh, we never talked about the budget. Oh, uh, the budget was thirty million. Thirty. Okay. Yeah, that seems lower that's, than I kind of in, that, that expected. That was honestly. lower than I was expecting. Yeah, yeah. it's because they filmed really in Croatia, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's only made twenty three. You stretch a dollar there. Twenty three point nine is what it's made so far worldwide. So. There's not enough old people to go see it. Damn. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that uh, when we left the theater. You know, it's like, is anybody like under the age of like fucking thirty? Is Nicolas Cage anything to those to anyone in that age range? Like, I, I guarantee you that there are some like people in their twenties who love Mandy. Yeah, I can see that one. Yeah. Okay. And, and or maybe and, some of and those. Maybe. And maybe uh, the Kickass era. Maybe maybe, mm, maybe he can like rack fair. up some people uh, with that. Um. Besides, I don't know what else he did that, that popped off during the last like you know fifteen years. 
Probably probably had something to do with the uh, poor box office turnout. How long has this been out? Three weeks? Four weeks? Mm. I think this was its fourth week. It'll be out of theaters this week here. Yeah. It was a struggle to find stuff for sure. We got we need more screens for Doctor Strange too. <laughs> I mean, I went to see that last night, so you know that's fair. It's only playing on five screens per theater. Per five. theater. <laughs> <laughs> Little ridiculous. All right, cause let, let's let's do ratings. Okay, that's fair. Who's going first? Anybody? I'll go first. All right, there we go, Kristen. I thought this movie was absolutely hilarious i enjoyed everything about it from the family relations and his you know ex-wife and daughter to his bromance with Mm. i don't remember the character's name actually javi javier javi javi how could i forget that with javi uh and i i love the way the story progresses and i you know the way it whether they're on their LSD trip or <laughs> shooting at people or, you know, looking at Nicolas Cage memorabilia, like it's all very interesting. I was so into it. Not once was I like, wow, how much longer do we have left? Uh, I actually, when it ended, I was really surprised. I, it went by so quickly for me and yeah, it was just absolutely hilarious. All of it. So I'm going to give it a 10. Wow. Starting us off strong. Yeah. yeah. At the top, who's following that? I, I there's nothing about this movie that I didn't love. Honestly, none of it felt weak. None of it felt like it was t- too long or too short. Like the pacing was, the editing was so good. Like every single every single time that there was something happening, none of it felt like it dragged on too long to the point where I was tired of it. I love the the smooth transitions between the different genres. I thought the writing was fucking brilliant. Every single person that was on screen, I bought their character and I bought their motivations. Um, even the, the the switch between Pedro Pascal being like theoretically the antagonist and the villain to like, no, it's actually the, the cousin and all that stuff. And and when it goes it, it, like even when it goes into like tropes, it was still sort of this meta referencing itself of other other movies that we've already seen this guy in. And it was just God, this movie is so fucking fun. I only watched it once. I kind of wanted to see it again this week before we talked about it. Uh, I might watch it again next week just for the hell of it because it was just so damn fun. Even the trailer didn't like blow any of the fun jokes. I think this movie is going to hold up to the test of time and I'm excited to see what it feels like in a couple months and a few years. This movie's a 10. All of the things that they try to do, it fucking does. Nicolas Cage. It's not a comeback because he didn't go anywhere. He's perfect. <laughs> It's goddamn ten. I want to add on to my review, Mikey inspired me, which is that like I actually don't like Nicolas Cage and I don't like any of his movies and I think it's terrible. And yet this movie is still really great. So. Holy I can't shit! Say that anymore. <laughs> There's been a Cage convert today. <laughs> no, hold on. Let's not get carried away. <laughs> what I said Next was week we're I enjoyed watch, this uh, movie. Raising Arizona. <laughs> no, let's not do that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, obviously this film is a classic in the making. Uh, it's going to stand the test of time, Griggs. hundred percent. hundred percent. Because, uh, I've seen it twice now. And if, uh, when you guys were like, Hey, let's go watch that again. I'd be like, yeah, sure. Why not? Hells yeah. Uh, it, it, it's, it's, it is a roller coaster ride of fun. Uh, it's really awesome. If you know, uh, a little about, a little bit about Nick Cage. I'm not sure that if you aren't in on the joke that you'd enjoy it as much, but as it still might hold as, I don't know. 
I'm sure it'd still be interesting. Did you get the visual gag when he went under the pool with the bottle of water? <laughs> I mean, with the beer. You guys know what that's no. from? That's from no, what is that's that? That's from Le- leaving Las Vegas. Yeah. He does that right after, like, uh, like pouring, like, what is it, champagne or uh, liquor on uh, Elizabeth Shue's so maybe, breast. I was wondering, I was wondering why, uh, why, why Javi was uh, quick to act. Because I was like, you know, he wasn't obviously drowning. But maybe because he, he knows every single one of his films, he knew what was actually happening. So look, All right, so that that fixes that scene for but me. But look, I, do, do you still you still found it funny though, right? You didn't get the. Oh no, no I, I still thought it was excellent. Yeah, yeah, so it still works. But also, also, I was like, ah, oh, that's a really cool shot. Really cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, you yeah. know me, oh, man. It's an, icon, it's an iconic <laughs> shot. I feel like this should have yeah. been in another movie sometime. <laughs> Jared, you're not laughing. No, man. It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so fucking beautiful. Uh, no, man. Pedro Pascal is so fucking awesome in this, man. Yeah, I, I, I haven't really seen much that he's been in, but it makes me want to see more than just The Mandalorian. And there, there's, there's more than just uh, miming. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, this film is incredibly shot. Uh, I, love, I love the lighting. I love all the camera moves. Uh, it, it's, um, it feels... The, on, on the first watch, it, it just feels like it moves. Like, like you know, it, it's, it's, but on the second watch, it's shot by design. It's, it's very planned. It's, 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 this thing is, was, was like expertly crafted uh, to be what it is. And, uh, man, it's definitely a 10, and I will definitely watch it again. You guys know that Pedro is in Game of Thrones, though, right? Yes, he is. Holy shit, okay. really? Spoilers. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God, is it? I didn't say... <laughs> Anything he about gets, it? He gets his fucking face crushed. Oh, yeah, okay. I was well, that say. was a spoiler. Like him being <laughs> in it is fine. I was so Damn sad it, when they killed yeah. him. <laughs> yeah, but, but he's he was also kind of a douche. Like, no, I loved him. In it. I thought he was great. I loved his character, and then they killed him, and I was like, "What the fuck am I doing in the show?" Like, what? cool. So when I finally watch it and then I see him, I will know that he's gonna die. Got it. Thanks. If you he's get got, there, got a little if you bit get of through time. all of it yeah. to get to his character, yeah. like. And when the fuck is that going to happen, Griggs? You're going to forget this even this conversation be, even while, happened. Yeah. And it's Game of Thrones. So doesn't everybody die in that show? Come on. I bet yeah, that, that, that's kind that's of the, the expectation of the show. That's fair. But like when do they die is the question. Mm. Yeah. Like how soon? Ooh. Yeah, I'm going to give this a 10 too. It's good. Agree with everything. 10 too. <laughs> Beat me by this much. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to give this a 10 also. Uh, yeah. Anybody got anything else? Well, wow. You don't want to expand on that, Brian? Wait, are you like, sure like, that this is a 10? No, no, Bri- Brian checked like out 30 minutes ago. <laughs> Brian, wait. What did you not enjoy about the movie? Because I feel like when you started off, like when you first started this podcast, you you like, you like had some hesitations about the movie. I don't know that you feel like it's a 10 because you didn't even give an explanation. So like, let's dive into this for well, a second. No, I can say just from experience, like when we left the theater, I was like, I was like, damn, I need to see that again. And Brian's like, no, nah, I think I'm good. Yeah. So Brian, what's going on? <laughs> no, I just let's, like, I don't want to talk I, about it. I don't, I, if, if I go and watch movies like this more than once, then like, then I do see the holes and then like, no, no just leave it at a nice light experience. That's, you know, it's fun. It's mindless. Let, just mm. let it be. Be that you know like it doesn't ha- it doesn't have to be heavy it doesn't have to be it's not it's not forcing me to think this is not like uh, everything everywhere all at once where you're you're, th- you're forcing me to think this movie's not asking me to do that i you know like i don't i don't need to do that it was easier to like this than that yeah it's, like it's, that a, whole, was- it's a whole lot <laughs> interesting and the, the story okay. is like it's clean it's focused like i i understand all the character motivations i'm, I'm not confused on on people and, and why they want what they want I love that. Maybe it's not as like uh, visually as interesting as that movie. Yeah, but it, this just feels better. Um, 
It's really clean. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, is, is it just fluff? Like, I don't know. Like, I, the only thing I hate is when, like, fucking critics like this, like, <laughs> will, like, look at this movie or, like, everything everywhere all at once. And, and they're just like, oh, this is fucking great. This is a fucking masterpiece. And then, you know, they'll, I don't know. It, it, to me, this belongs in the same camp as, like, Michael Bay films. Like, they're fun. Mm. And they do, like, Michael Bay is pretty and fast-paced. And this movie is, like, heartwarming and funny. And I'm laughing. But they're both. Well, it, it's just not. Are you sure? It's not. It, you know, at the end of the it day, it's like, like a really solid nine, and you're giving it a ten. So I'm kind of impressed as to what what won you it, over on it, this. It's coercion. It's, it's, it's going with pressure. the yeah, peer pressure, pressure for the win. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, no, Rotten Tomatoes brings this in at a. Uh, <laughs> it's okay, Brian. A, you don't uh, have to justify yourself. It's you don't have to defend it. It's fine. No, no, like you know, maybe maybe Brian actually like. Is going with a 10 for the pod, but was leaning more towards the Rotten Tomatoes score of the uh, combined, uh, basically, ah, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the uh, tomato meter and audience score both at 87%. Wow. Like equally? Equally. Shit. IMDb brings us in at a 7.5. That's what I'm saying. They're, they they rate on a 1.8, 1 to 8 scale. It's stupid. It's stupid. One to eight scale. <laughs> Your ten button is broken, sir. I keep pressing it. <laughs> oh my goodness! Anybody got anything else for close up? All right. Uh, I do have one question. What the hell was the 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 kung fu fists hand thing? What which movie was that referencing? Because they they both did that like That's just several how, times. This is how you you bow like uh, that. Um, Bruce Lee did that. I mean, that was the one thing I was like, "There's a, there's a Nick Cage movie that I'm missing. There's some reference that this yeah. is doing." I don't. Oh, I, don't I just know thought what it was because like Nick Cage is cool, oh, no. kind of thing. What, what's the what's the what's the name of his acting style? Oh, that that but thing that's like he's referencing film. where he was like, "It's so such and such acting style." According to my acting it's, style, it's part, yeah, I know part people of his really acting well. Style thing. It's his philosophy. That was a really good. Wait, no, 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 because wasn't he saying like shamanic in one of them? Like that's yeah, the it's, it's, it's shamanic acting. Yeah, that's not that's not a. <laughs> it's definitely not a thing that I've ever heard of before. This. Yeah, it's I, his style, bro. Mega acting. Did you say mega acting? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so the the whole kung fu thing wasn't that wasn't referring to another Nick Cage movie that I just haven't seen. It may have been, man. I, uh, I just yeah, nothing I'm recalling off the top of my head. I'm sure if we Googled it. All right, well then, fuck that. That's a this shit's a nine point five. Goddamn. Okay, there we go. <laughs> and with that. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, you've been listening to the Movie Crew podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do so by sending us an email to moviecrewpod at gmail dot com. You can also uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Movie Crew Pod. Jared, where can the audience follow you? You can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate or on Twitter at Jared B. Callen. Griggs, where can they follow you? I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Griggsy Media. That's G R I G G S Y Media. And Kristen, where can they find you? You can follow me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene, and that's Kristen with a K and an I. All right, you guys can follow me on uh, Twitter at Elkins Edits, and we're going to close out the show uh, with track number one from the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent soundtrack titled Actings Like Spying. This is from Mark Aishin. Enjoy. Enjoy.